I feel like I've noticed like this pattern that just keeps coming up for me. And it's like one of those things that I'm like, I've really oh, dealt with that. <laughs> that's, that's done now. I trust myself. And then I go through life and then I sort of, it's almost like, a tr- like I'm just like, yes, great. Everything's working. And I'm just striding along, having a great time. And then I trip and fall over again. And I look back and go, oh my God, I didn't, I wasn't trusting myself. Mm. Or like, I don't, or like, but I always look back at it and go, that's why I, that's why everything sort of stopped working all of a sudden. Welcome to The Boundless Self, a podcast that is here to explore all of the ways in which we limit ourselves. Together, we will explore the deep, messy, exciting, and often uncomfortable topics to identify and heal everything that keeps you from believing in your boundless potential. I'm your host, Kathleen McBride, and becoming boundless changed everything for me. Now I run a life and a business embracing my own fears and helping people all around the world to believe in themselves. Tune into each episode and join me on your journey of becoming your most boundless self. Welcoming you back to another episode of The Boundless Self. And again, today is very special because it is another live coaching call. And I'm very, very excited to bring on the wonderful Nina, who I've connected with on Instagram. And I'm so excited to bring her to the podcast as a client today to be coached around a topic that damn, we all struggle with. And it is self-trust. It is trusting yourself, trusting yourself and having those moments where you realize that you're not trusting yourself. And that's what's causing some of the resistance or the patterns to repeat in your life. So Nina, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm excited to be here. Excited (laughs) to be here. Any nervousness, any feelings coming through? A little bit, which is probably all connected to what we're going to talk about. (laughs) And you're just going to say it in front of, you know, whoever listens to this podcast, but hey, I think it's amazing. So before we begin, I just want to really honor Nina and her vulnerability that she's going to share here today. So Nina, thank you. It really is. I said it before we pressed record, but it really is a friggin' amazing thing for you to just jump live here on here. So I'm thanking you from the bottom of my heart. This will go not only to support you, but it will go beyond that, which is something really special to be a part of. So Nina, tell me and tell us what's been going on. What are you here for some coaching around today? Well, I think, um, I feel like I've noticed like this pattern that just keeps coming up for me. And it's like one of those things that I'm like, I've really oh, dealt with that. <laughs> that's, that's done now. I trust myself. And then I go through life and then I sort of, it's almost like a trip. Like, I'm just like, yes, great. Everything's working. And I'm just striding along, having a great time. And then I trip and fall over again. And I look back and go, oh my God, I didn't, I wasn't trusting myself. Mm-hmm. Or like, I don't, or like, but I always look back at it and go, that's why I, that's why everything sort of stopped working all of a sudden. And I like, and I keep, mm-hmm. I feel like I keep. I guess not going back to it, but feeling more and more layers back. But I've been really struggling. This week has been one of those weeks where I feel like I've tripped and fallen over. And I keep, like, it keeps, I keep having these niggling thoughts in my mind that, like, that are me not trusting myself. Like, you can't do that. You you, you won't know what to say. You're not good enough, like, to do that, to, to achieve those things that you want to achieve. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so how is it impacting how you're showing up in the world? Is it showing up work, relationships? health all of the above where is this lack of trust showing up the most I think probably um probably in my home life mm-hmm. um in terms of like not honoring myself when I should be and I always look back and go all oh, right I was just really tired but at the time I'm like no you're not tired you're just lazy keep going <laughs> <laughs> I love that yeah and then it, probably in my work like career as well it keeps coming up because I'm at a point where I'm like I really want to start thinking about what's next for me and what mm. I'm uh, what I do with my life but there's there's this like trust piece going you can't do that don't mm. that's not for you like you you're not quite good enough to do that totally I so hear that and oh fuck I just I have to say hand on heart that, that I so resonate with it especially that voice that says you're not good enough right and I guess I would I would question is it 
the trust within yourself that's kind of the the issue that's coming to light here, or is it a bit of a self worth thing and a self esteem thing and a a confidence within you? Where do you think it's sitting? That does that resonates. That sounds really sort of probably familiar, especially at the moment. I think that yeah, that the self worth piece is coming up, and I think yeah. my logical brain's like. That's yeah, my logical brain's like, no, you're great, you're fine. But then there's this like, yeah, this pie that's going, no, you're not. <laughs> you're yeah. not. You can't do it. Yeah. Cause that's what was prompting me to say that, Nina, was when you were saying that voice saying, No, you can't do that, you're not good enough, you're not, you're not enough. Like that right there. I almost see self-trust as as a top layer and self-worth as the the layer where where it all begins, because self-worth is how do I feel about myself, right? And when it comes to self-trust, I believe self-trust is that muscle that we continuously work. It's that layer that we build on top of us, you know? And for you, I'm really curious about self-worth and how you actually feel about yourself. And when I say you, I want you to explore the part of you that says you're not good enough. How do they feel about yourself? If you can expand a bit on that and give them a bit of a voice, you know? Give them a bit of a voice. That's a good that you spend, to yeah, make itself heard, so Exactly. Funny, yeah. it's, it's funny, right? You just said it. It's trying to make itself heard, but we have this practice of really trying to dull it down and avoid it. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't want to feel like that. Yeah. Um, that voice is telling me that I'll never achieve my dreams, mm-hmm. <laughs> that I should just stay where I am and make the most of it, um, and that – just because other people can do it doesn't mean you can do it. Damn, that that's sense? that right there. Oh, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> and I'm going to say, do, do I feel that? I feel like everyone listening is going to resonate with that as well. And can you imagine if that voice is there? And when you think about your brain, you think about your mind, if that voice has come to the surface, think about how much of that voice is below the surface inside of your subconscious, which makes up 90% of your daily thoughts and feelings. Not 1995, right? And again, <laughs> always need to describe it as like, you know, the tip of the iceberg and underneath. That's why when we're having these conscious, like when conscious thoughts are coming through of I'm not good enough and you're starting to hear that voice, I'm always like, damn, if that's coming through, what's below the surface? I've ne- honestly never thought about it like that before. I think I feel like I could control everything with my conscious thoughts, but <laughs> it's all happening under the surface. You know, I love it. Yeah. And that's, but that's what, that's what your ego and your conscious mind, that's what it wants you to believe, right? That you are in full control of yourself, of the world, of your body. And we're just fucking not, are we? And like, no, I think that really links through to the idea of self-trust, right? Self-trust comes with full surrender. Self-trust is not like this. Self-trust is like this. And yeah. oh, no one can even see me. Well, I, ah, sorry, I'm just <laughs> remind myself, Kathleen. We're looking at each podcast. other. Yeah. <laughs> so for everyone listening, what I was doing is saying that self-trust is like a freedom. It's a release. It's a surrender. And I was using my hands to let go. And whereas control and is more of a tensing of gripping. And I think what you're seeing here in this moment is you're never going to be able to trust yourself if you're trying to control everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah. where, where are you trying to control the outcome of stuff right now? Whereas if, where do you feel? And again, I'm doing that gripping motion with my hands. Where do you feel like that in life right now? I feel like that when I think about, um, I think like what's been overall on top for me for like a lot lately is like, yeah, like what's, what's next? What's my purpose? Mm-hmm. What am I in? Like, what, where am I, where am I going? And I guess, I guess career, but it feels like bigger than that. If yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's like, so. It's purpose, trust, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like. And I think because I feel like I've been doing what I've do- been doing for a really long time because because I didn't trust myself to do anything differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Do you have any, like do you have any really... big regrets in your career at the moment, Nina? 
not regret, but I do feel like I fell into my career because I was too scared to do anything else. Like I didn't wow. think that I was capable of doing anything else. Wow. Is that that same voice? Would you say that that voice that's, you know, piping up at the moment saying you're not good enough, that was the one that you listened to to end up where you are today? 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that feels yeah. like the very same. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. And so, Nina, I work in parts theory. Okay. So I call it parts theory. I'm sure you've learned a little bit about it, but like, obviously we have different parts of ourselves that exist. I love to describe it like multiple personalities. So you have, you know, your inner child, your ego, your authentic self, the fear part, the excited part, whatever it is. And I like to imagine it as they get trapped in time from different experiences and they each are you Nina, but they've each had a different experience. Therefore they have a different set of beliefs, a different value system. They have a different subcontinent, you know, they have all these different parts. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's how I like to describe it. And this is why I love talking to people who feel conflicted because lots of us sit there and go, why am I so conflicted about this decision? And I go, well, it's not just you making the choice. It's you, your inner child, your ego, your inner critic, your adult self, your young self, you know, there's all these parts of you that exist within your subconscious. Exactly. Going blah, 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 blah. And this is where it's really important to think about that. And it sounds, and how I describe it, Nina, is there's like your conscious mind is, well, your mind is a car and there's a driver's seat, right? And your conscious mind is the one that's at the driver's seat. And so from time to time, what happens is different parts of you take the wheel. Does that make sense? So imagine, and what I mean by that is your subconscious mind runs on like programs, like automatic stuff. So you know that when you get triggered about something, you know, let's say somebody gives you a piece of feedback at work and you go down that rabbit hole of, I'm not good enough. I messed up, blah, blah, blah. Or you might go down the rabbit hole of being super defensive and being like, oh, if that person, that's not my fault. How dare that? Yeah, exactly. So we see those two parts in that trigger. And what happens is the trigger sets off that part of you to go jump back into the driver's seat, right? So what happens is your mind, you experience something, you feel something. And when you feel something in your body, okay? So Nina, when you start to go down this road of not trusting yourself, or you've, you said when things all go wrong. So you said this week that things have gone wrong. It's been a bit of a week. Am I right? Yeah. 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 Internally. Internally. Yeah. Yeah. How, how did your body feel before it all went wrong? Really, like really, really, really tired. Tired. Cool. Okay, yeah. perfect. Yeah. So let's take that feeling of tired and let's imagine that what happens from there is being tired is the trigger. So your, your body gets tired. Something, something's happening in your body. You might have had less sleep or you might be at a particular stage in your cycle, whatever, but your body goes, oh my God, I'm tired. And then how did I, how did I deal with this last time? What did I do? Right. It goes, how did I get through this being tired? Cause it's not a fun feeling to feel being tired all the time. How did I get through this? And so what happened last time maybe is that perhaps your inner critic took over or perhaps that part of you that didn't trust yourself took over and just ran the show. And that's how you got through that time. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm just really curious what's happening for you when you're in these moments of making the choice, because sadly it's a choice of not trusting yourself, but let's flip it back to imagining the choice is an automatic thing of that voice going into the driver's seat. The one that doesn't feel good enough flipping into the driver's seat. What's what's happening in those moments for you? What does it feel like? It feels like, I, like there's just, it, what it feels like is like that there's just way too much to do and there's no way I could ever possibly catch up with all of it. But I have to just push harder and harder and harder to try and get the list down because it's the only way I'll feel, <laughs> the only way I'll feel safe again is Good. if I get all the things off the list and then I don't have to worry anymore. Good. But I just keep, but then more and more things keep ending up on the list and it's like, it's like, it's stuff that I wouldn't even normally worry me. All right. So then it just becomes this impossible task, right? Yeah. 
and I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, tired. oh, and like you're tired. And you can't things. rest because you have all that shit to do, right? And you're like, ah, okay, good. And so in those moments, where what does it look like when you don't trust yourself? Like what, what happens? Is it that you start doing things the way you would normally do things or you know you need to ask for help but you decide not to? What does that look like? I start, it's like, I explain this to my mum, she came here, I said, what did you do the other day? And it was like, it's like, I've been moving all day and I've been doing things all day, but I cannot look around and tell you anything that I've done right now. Like, it's just, it's like, I've just been scattered and, and like, like, I can't see me, but here, there and everywhere and like nothing. Like, I just, I just keep trying to do things, but then I don't feel like I'm actually getting anything done. I get really scattered. And then what happens after that? So if you get nothing done, if you're really scattered, what's the consequence? How do you feel? just like even more exhausted even more exhausted and what is the what are the thoughts going anxious yeah really anxious like really anxious like it's just like build and build and build all day and then by the end of the day i feel like my chest is gonna explode jesus yeah and it's really funny no one can see nina right now but she's literally sitting there like holding her knees (laughs) you know she you look like you can feel it and that's quite close to the surface yeah Mm. yeah and i don't always feel like this 90 percent. well maybe not 90 most of the time i'm like everything's i don't feel anxious i wouldn't consider myself an anxious person Mm. and then it's like all this yeah it all rolls on after each other and yeah yeah totally and it's like once you have that feeling in your chest and it's there it's there for a while isn't it yeah yeah wow and so before we hopped on this call you mentioned some fears were coming up this week and you really pinpointed that you stop trusting yourself when you feel those fears coming through yeah yeah so what do you think you're afraid of if you don't mind sharing i think i think i'm both um, I feel like I'm both afraid. I'm really afraid of stepping out of my comfort zone, mm. but I'm also really afraid that I'll never be able to step out of my comfort zone. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, it's like, yeah. Like, do you see that? The conflicting parts, but do you see the two different parts of you? One part's like, yes. oh my God, they see, they each have, it's like you're two different people. They each have different sets of fears and different beliefs and different values. Oh my God. Does that make sense? That makes so much sense. Like yeah. there's one part of me that's going, no, stay here, stay safe. This is safe. And there's another part of me going, no, we want more. Let's do more. And then they're both yeah. like arguing with each other. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Causing tension, causing tension in your chest, yeah. right? Causing that anxiety, causing that feeling of that feeling of like, I'm not in harmony. I'm not in alignment. I'm not walking down my road. I'm confused. Yes. I'm flustered. Right. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. how could I be in harmony when there's two people? <laughs> Absolutely. Right. And also then how do you expect when you're feeling all that stuff? So you just mentioned that you've got this horrible feeling in your chest. You're feeling anxious. You've got bloody to-do list out the wazoo. You're feeling very conflicted. And then you're expected to trust yourself in those moments. <laughs> Like, damn, that's the high expectations like, I have. I can't even hear myself. <laughs> yeah, you, I'm going to be like, so who will you trust? Which part of you will you trust? You know, which, which road will you choose to go down, you know? And I think this is a real important moment for you, Nina, because as soon as we hopped on this call, I, have this, I had this vision of you almost putting the word self-trust up on this pedestal and having this like self-trust up in lights being like, when I get self-trust, everything's going to be better. When I trust oh myself, my, my whole life will change. When I trust yeah. myself, like that's the quick fix. That's the magic pill I'm going to take to change yeah. my life. You know? That's exactly that it? <laughs> I not even realize I was doing that. It's so true. Yeah. Like in my mind, just listening to you say that, I've just realized that in my mind, like I'm chasing after this vision of like success or whatever that looks like for me. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, my brain is like telling me that people that trust themselves are successful. So I have to achieve that first and then uh, I'll achieve yeah. Okay. Let's everyone take a fucking minute here. And I really want <laughs> you to think, do you think it's achievable to trust yourself hundred percent of the time? 
No, probably not. Fuck no. When you think about all the things that happen in life, when you think about the beautifulness of being a human being and having, and especially being a woman and having all these conflicting feelings and emotions that always come up, like there are going to be times when you don't trust yourself, right? There absolutely are. Like self-trust isn't something that you're going to have all the time. You might have, I love the idea of having your own back. Like I love that, that even if, I fuck up, even if I make a mistake, which I make mistakes fucking every single day, even if I (laughs) screw things around, you know, even if I do things absolutely wonky, I know at the end of the day that I'm going to have my own back. And what that is, Nina, and what I want you to look at shifting your attention towards is self-worth. It is, I believe that I'm a valuable human being in this world. I believe that I matter. Even if I don't trust myself. (laughs) Even if I don't trust myself from time to time, even if I fuck up, even if I, you know, burn my bridge to the ground, whatever it is, right? And the reality is, Nina, there are no wrong decisions. There just aren't, right? And I think if we look at these people who are, you know, who we'd all put up on a pedestal and label as successful, I can fucking guarantee you there'll be moments in their lives where they've had meltdowns and been like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I like, I don't trust myself at all, right? The only way I can think about the moment is Steve Jobs. And I don't know why I'm thinking about (laughs) Steve Jobs, but. Classic. (laughs) You know, I can, like all of the incredible things that he did, I can imagine that there would have been moments where, he would have just been like, what the actual F am I doing? You know? Yes. Yeah. That's so, that's such a good point. I think I wonder, I, I feel like maybe when I do have a week like this and I, and I like everything sort of falls, just like it flies out the window. It's like, I feel like I've taken 10 steps backwards rather yeah. than just, it just being another part of the progression. Yeah. Totally. That is such a beautiful point. And something I, I love that I got from someone, which, what is that? You say new level, same devil. And this relates, oh my gosh, that makes sense. So this relates back to the idea, and this is a big part of my coaching work, but relates back to the idea of the core wound. So meaning that like, I believe that we are souls here on this planet and we come back many a time and we are here to grow and evolve and to heal ourselves. That's simply what I believe. And I believe that we come to each life with a core wound, you know? And for me, I know my core wound is about not feeling good enough. I know that about myself, right? And every freaking level that I get to, like, if I think about six months ago, a year ago, five years ago, I'm, you know, I've come so far. However, I a hundred percent very regularly actually have these moments where I completely don't feel good enough. And it feels like I'm going 1 million steps in the wrong direction until I remind myself, Hey, Kathleen, you're actually so much further than you were, but your encounter, your core wings activated again every single time. And I want to acknowledge now you've been on a personal growth journey in the last couple of weeks. You just finished a program with somebody, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did that program push you out your comfort zone? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so what's happening right now, and this is what I call comfort zone theory. Every time you expand from your comfort zone, your whole body is programmed to get you to come back there because being out there is not safe. And so what's happening now for you, Nina, I would say this is a bit of an integration period after that program. Yeah. Like life is changing, right, yeah. you know, like, yeah. you know, it's so weird. And I really feel this too. I've just come back from overseas and I'm like, what the fuck am I oh, doing? Yeah. You know, like, what is going on? Yeah. We have these moments in time where we feel a little bit ungrounded. But yes. what I want you to come back to is let's take self-trust. I'm using so many hand gestures and it's cracking me up that I'm on a podcast. Take <laughs> self-trust off the pedestal. And I don't want you to see it as the solution anymore. You know, I think for so so often we put money or a relationship or a partner or whatever it might be, or the body, you know, or a certain weight or something, we put that up there and we say that when we get that, yeah, things will finally be right. Clock that and I'll be done. (laughs) Clock that and I'm done. Exactly. And what happens is Peter Crone says time creates suffering. 
So what we what we do when we put stuff over there and we say, when we get that, things will be better, you're instantly create like reinforcing the belief, I'm not good enough as I am. And that's why right at the beginning of our call today, I said the word self-worth. I said, how do you feel about yourself? Yeah. Yeah. And that's such a big what am I getting at here? Like it's I think it's I think I've had the nail on the head with like that. Like I keep I've changed like changed. Like I've grown so much. You've changed. And then yep. I've grown so much again. Yeah. And then this integration period or like this that's like no you said it this week has felt like I've been like the me I was a year ago, the me I was 10 years yeah. ago, the me I was when I was 15 years old. I'm like, yeah. nothing's changed. What am I thinking? Like I'm exactly the same as I always was. <laughs> because because that feels safe. I don't know. Is that yeah. like that? Yeah. That's our survival instincts kicking in, right? They want yeah. you to stay the same. They want you to stay safe because what is known is safe. What is unknown. So any sort of change, be it even like I've done some really interesting studies with women around weight loss, you know, and around when they've lost the weight, they've had this big freak out and then you know, they've like decided, oh, I'm going to, uh, they've not decided, they've gained weight again. And that's, again, that comfort zone theory. Your body wants you to be back in the place where you've spent the most time because you've survived in that time. Everything, like, remember your body's goal is survival. It's not thriving. Yes. I say this all the time, but your body's goal is surviving. It's not about thriving. Wow. Your comfort yeah. zone is the place where you survive, right? Yes. So I've been there, done that, know how it works. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I can totally do that. But I just, I found it really fascinating as to the whole idea of why people sabotage their goals, you know, when you get something or when somebody wins the lottery and then they spend all the money and they're back where they once were and they're yes. like, oh, that was a fun little dream, wasn't it? You know? It's so, that's so interesting because I've heard, I've heard that phrase like self-sabotaging before, but I've never really understood it. Yeah. But I think I'm starting to get my head around it now. Yeah. Linking it through to survival. But let's get back to you, Nina, and this yes. self-worth. Yeah. We don't forget about you. Um, self-worth how you feel about yourself. I want you to tell me what's changed in the last six months, in the last year on your journey with self-esteem, confidence, how you feel about you, what's changed that's triggered your mind to try and pull you back to the place where you once were. I feel like I've gone from being someone who doesn't trust their own voice Mm -hmm. to being someone that is pretty, (laughs) it's so funny because I'm saying this, and that part of me is going, no, 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 that's not yep. true. But oh my God, beautiful. Like I'm yep. someone who is really confident and can articulate that like myself a lot better. And I can say what's what I'm thinking a lot easier. And that's been massive for me. Um, I think I have started to see myself as being a powerful person. Mm. And that's never really been the case for me before. If you're a powerful person, what does that change? What danger does that put you in as a powerful person? like literally like getting shot down <laughs> yeah fuck yes right so wow. you said it so beautifully just before you said i'm speaking this stuff i'm saying all the changes that i've made and yet when i'm speaking that there's that voice and you think about this as your time traveling that voice is stuck in the past that voice oh is like gosh. fuck no i don't want to get shot down no fucking way yeah. i'm going to try and go back to where i once was to where <laughs> i feel safe enough right like trying to wrestle the drive, the steering yeah, wheel back. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, like they're having a little fight and they're like, no, my yeah. turn to drive, you know. <laughs> no, we're going this way. Absolutely. And so your job, Nina, I don't know if you know much about inner child work and reparenting, but the part of you that is trying to steal the wheel back and is like, we can't be powerful, we can't be whatever we want to be, how old does that part of you feel? Are they old? Are they your age now? Are they younger? What do you think? I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards like almost like early 20s yeah I think there's probably resonance throughout my life but that's Mm. what's coming through for me right now yeah like when I was initially trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life yeah 
And what was your biggest fear in your early 20s when you were going through that journey of trying to figure things out? Just like that people would see me and realize that I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> they would call you out, right? And they'd be like, imposter, you yeah. don't know what the fuck you're doing. You don't deserve to be here. Okay, keep going. So what, what happens when they call you out or when they see you? Like when I look back, I think that like that they would realize that. Maybe take back step. I was terrified that I would, and this is because coming up to me that I wouldn't know what to say, mm. that I would be in a position and I wouldn't be able to articulate myself. Or I wouldn't be able to communicate, or I wouldn't be able to just yeah. say what was required of me to do what was being like asked of me. Wow that I wouldn't and be capable. It's really interesting what you just said there. You said what would I wouldn't be able to say what would be required of me to do what I needed to do, to do what needed to be done. What do you what do you mean by required of you? To say what is required of you. I'm getting like you reading a script being like I have to say these specific lines. Coming back to that theme of control. I have to say these lines. Yeah. I get I guess when I was younger I always felt like that's what I was doing, like by, like saying the right thing so that I wouldn't be so that people would accept me. So but saying would accept what you, people yeah. expect me to say, that was how I communicated for a really long time. Wow. And then I got older and I was like, well, I've been doing this for so long, but this is a, I know how to do this in these contexts, but now I'm looking at going out into like the working world and being this person. I don't have a script for that. I don't know what, mm. I don't know what that looks like. That's unknown territory. Yeah, totally. And that's where that lack of trust and self starts to rear itself, right? It's like, no, we can't yeah. trust ourselves. We can't trust ourselves can't to just go out things. there and do it. No way. I don't have the script. <laughs> right? So yeah. let's go, let's go back even further. Where do you think the idea or the experience started where, and we might not be able to pinpoint this memory and that's absolutely fine. But if anything comes up around the idea of when you realized that you needed a script or when somebody told you, no, don't say this, you need to say that in order to be accepted, in order to belong. I don't, I have a feeling that maybe like young older than maybe like seven or eight mm. yeah that feels right like what I feel, can you remember like, I don't remember feeling like that when I was five yeah what can you remember and does anything that you can think of anything that's just having a moment of trust here whatever's coming yeah. through oh well there's a bird looking in my window oh, it knows <laughs> um, it knows <laughs> um what do I remember I remember Oh, everything's sort of evading me now. Mm. I just remember this. I remember this, like not a specific memory, but just this general feeling of looking at like the other children that I was around and and, and trying to figure out how to be like them. Yeah. Like yeah. if I can, like I don't really understand what's going on here, so I'll just I'll match what you guys are doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I want you to recognize. Like I used to do dance, right? Yeah. What's that? No, you guys do dance, dance, and I never could figure out dancing. Like I couldn't even remember the steps, so I'd just watch the people in front of me and I just do one step behind them the whole time. Wow. And that's what I felt like socially as well. Wow. Oh my God. That's brilliant. That's an amazing survival adaptation, right? Yeah. And coming back to these core human needs that we all have, and especially as children, these, these needs are our top priority. So obviously number one is always survival, but in order to survive, you need to feel seen, feel heard, feel like you belong. Okay. You're accepted mm -hmm. um, and feel loved, you know? Yes. So yeah. even if we take that scenario from dance where your brain just couldn't remember the steps, right? Which I'm imagining you're yeah. seven, eight years old. It's, you're not taught yeah. how to memorize stuff. Who knows? 
And so what you learned, like this was really freaking smart of you as a seven-year-old, what you learned to do to survive was to mimic others, right? Yes. So over time, if we think about that, because remember your subconscious, well, during those ages from zero to seven, kind of zero to 10, what's happening is your brain is in a state of recording. Like your brain thinking about when you're born, your brain has no idea how to be a human being. You've got no idea how to be a human in the world, right? So you spend those first seven to 10 years, your brain's actually in a theta hypnotic state. So how I like to describe it, imagine that as a kid, all kids are walking around kind of hypnotized, you know, they're in that kind of state, right? And you know, when someone's hypnotized and they're really open to suggestion, right? Like you could tell them the sky's red and they believe you, right? They're like, yeah, right. You could tell them you can do do 10 backflips right now and they somehow do it, right? Yeah. And so imagine that that's what's happening when you're a kid because of the state that your brain is in, these like brainwaves that you're going, I've just lost the word. I said it right before. Oh, well. Um, but because of that state that you're in, what your brain is doing is it's saying, how do I be a human in the world? How do I get my needs met? How do I belong? How do I survive? How do I feel seen and heard? And it comes up and creates programs. It creates actions. It creates tasks. It creates behaviors. And it just jots them away in the subconscious mind. So for you, like, can you imagine, everyone can imagine this. Being like, I'm imagining you on like a stage and you know that you've got to go and do this dance. You've got no fucking clue what the steps are. And so you're in a panic, right? You're in an absolute panic. You're like, Jesus, what yes. the fuck am I going to do? And so you get onto the stage and you see someone in front of you. You're like, oh my God, I'm just, to get through this, to get through this horribly scary time, I'm just going to copy what, what they do, right? Yes. Yeah. And that's what you did, right? And yeah. doing doing that got you through that horrible period. It got you through that real scary time. So the belief yes. instills itself into your subconscious and says, when we're afraid, when we're not feeling good enough, when we're feeling low, when we're feeling unsure or uncertain, or we don't know what to do, copy and mimic others. Oh my right? God, that is and, so interesting. And you have that little oh, belief Because that is stored. exactly what I'm doing at the wow. moment. I didn't even realize it. I'm looking you, at- Yeah, you're looking at other people. I am. I'm like, in this. I'm like, okay, I know it's not this, but what is it? And that's uncertainty. And I don't like uncertainty. Yep, do nobody like does. No, nope, no, nope. not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm going, instead of going, being open and going, what's, okay, what's coming to me? What's going to be out there for me? I'm going, what's she doing? What's she doing? I'll do what she does, but that's not for me. And then I'm like, I'm not good enough because I can't do what she's doing. Because you're not them, right? Because I'm not there. Yeah. I have to figure it out on my own and that's scary. (laughs) Yeah. So what's happening right here? Your freaking seven-year-old self is driving. They're driving and they're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. They're driving and they're like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to drive. And they're absolutely freaking out. Okay. And so you're looking to other people, you're looking outside of yourself, which is why it feels so much like you're not trusting you. You're, I'm, I'm guessing your authentic voice has just gone away with the fairies and you're like, who even am I? And that's probably a horribly scary question to even think about, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Damn, you just cracked it open. How does that feel? Like insane. Like <laughs> it feels really good. It feels like I've been staring at this puzzle all week yeah. and then I've just gone, oh, right. And then put a piece in and now I can see the big picture. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. And so Nina, the journey from here is reprogramming that belief of I just copy others right but yes. also doing some work with your nervous system and your body to be okay with uncertainty and you're gonna I know that you knew that was coming yeah it keeps yeah. coming back and I keep doing it and then another yeah. way it comes back up yeah <laughs> good old being, o- being okay with uncertainty and I know I know I know the beautiful lady that took you through the program she was a client of mine and I know she would have told you all about the nervous system and yes. thinking yeah. about the seven-year-old on stage in that example think about what's happening in that poor little girl's nervous system she's like fucking freaking the fuck out you know oh my god anxiety through the roof right so every time you feel just a glimpse of that feeling of i don't know what to do and of uncertainty your brain goes how did we get through this last time how did we survive because remember your goal is survival so your subconscious spits out that program and says ah we just follow other people we do what they do and then we'll survive because we're alive today it must be working right yeah 
So that's oh, the point. Oh, sorry, I just realised another thing is that like I keep thinking, know. the thought that keeps popping in is I can't keep up, I can't keep up. Like with housework and oh. stuff, I've been trying to connect that to some part of inner childhood. Oh, like, look at the dancing. Like that was literally probably mm. I can't keep up with this dance. Physically, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a fucking dancer. I can't do this. Yeah, and also it's it's also stopping your authentic expression because when you are living a life mimicking another, you're not being you. And you know, Mm. as much as I do, that this whole journey of life is about learning to be you and figuring out who you are, right? And that's scary as shit. I still have moments in the middle of the night where I wake up and I go, who even am I? You know? (laughs) Yeah, having a little existential crisis, being like, what am I just waking up and showing up on a social media page every day? What am I up to? Um, And it's, it's really scary to ask yourself that. But your task at the moment and what I want to send you away with from today's episode is start being okay in the uncertainty. I feel like you've had a million brainwaves and I feel like right now you totally understand yourself at another level. And what's going to happen from here is there's two things. The first thing is being okay in the uncertainty. So I'm going to take you through a little somatic exercise to support you in that. And then the second thing is going to be sitting in that uncertainty long enough to allow you to come through and what you want and what you feel and getting back in touch with that. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Mm. Like I'm not going to be able to just puzzle it all out because I want the uncertainty to go away. Yeah, you're going to have to swim in the uncertainty and start to make that your fun place. And have you read the book Untamed? No. She, no it's good. You definitely should. It's a great book. But she talks about she talks about her knowing, right, which is her intuition. So, again, I'm, I'm curious with you about where your intuition is, and I'm, I'm sure it probably feels a bit far away. But basically how she gets in touch with her intuition, the only way she knows how is to literally she goes into a closet. She goes into a closet and she locks herself in there for like 30 minutes every day. That's what she does in the start of the book. And I just think it's absolutely hilarious. But I feel like it's a really great example of what this journey could look like for you with uncertainty as you literally going to swim into the uncertainty. And what if yeah. what if within that uncertainty lay, lay everything that you've been searching for? Because where else is it going to be? You've looked everywhere else, haven't you? <laughs> looked everywhere else. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's going to be hiding okay. in the place that you don't want to go the most. The scary place. The scary place, yeah. And so your your beautiful job here, Nina, is to really gently, because you know how scary it is to go into uncertainty in your body. It's really scary. And you particularly are already quite attuned to that sensation of anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. So your journey with this is to really slowly and gently allow your body to be okay in that space. So have you done any of that somatic work? No. No. I Can I take I you through so. a really short, just guided practice? It's going to be real gentle, but it would be where I'd suggest you start. Can we just, can I take you through that? It'd be a few minutes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah? So I'll get yeah. you to just to sit down and close your eyes and take a few really deep breaths. Just allowing yourself to sink into your body. And what I want you to do now is I want you to imagine that you're swimming into uncertainty that you're going to that place that's a little bit scary right now i'm getting the vision of you swimming in the ocean and there's a safe at the bottom of the ocean it's this big square concrete box at the bottom of the ocean and you're swimming down into it and you know it's this place where uncertainty lives for you but it's also where you're going to find your greatest treasure so i want you to imagining imagine that you open that and you swim inside and you're in the darkness you've no idea what's here And I just want you to see what it feels like in your body to feel this uncertainty. The scanning from head to toe, what happens in your body when you think about uncertainty, not knowing what your future holds, not knowing what you want, 
what reactions come up? You might feel it in your chest, your stomach, your hips, your throat. Yeah, I feel it tight all around my Tight. Okay, chest. beautiful. I just want you to breathe. Imagine sending your breath into that place right across your shoulders and your chest. And all you're going to do here is keep reassuring yourself as you feel this feeling. I'm okay and I'm safe to feel this feeling. Just saying it in your head. Nothing bad is going to happen when I'm feeling this feeling. Keep that breath moving and just keep your attention on that feeling in your chest. Just notice it. Breathe with it. Instead of trying to get rid of it as quickly as you can, instead imagine welcoming it with open arms. And keep repeating, I'm safe. Nothing bad is going to happen here. How is the sensation feeling at the moment? Like, it's, it's, it's there, but it feels softer. Beautiful. Yeah. So I just want you to breathe with it just for another 10 seconds. And I don't want you to try and I don't want you to try and change it. This is not about forcing it to release. All you're doing is focusing on welcoming the sensation and telling your brain, your mind, your body, your soul, it's okay to be in this uncertainty. To mentally signal to your nervous system, we're okay to feel this feeling. Uncertainty is not a bad place to be. And when you're ready, just taking a big deep breath in and opening your eyes whenever you're ready. How are you feeling there, Nina? Yeah, good. That was good. really, yeah, that was, that was really cool. So, simple, but... yeah, very simple. So, Nina, that that is somatic work and that's tied into the nervous system because what's happening is when you start to feel that sensation in your chest, which I'm taking, you actually feel quite often. Probably, yeah. <laughs> when you feel that, your nervous system activates and goes into fight or flight or goes into whatever reaction you do. And that's when all those thoughts start coming around. And so what your job is, is to let your, to signal to your body that this feeling doesn't need to send you into fight or flight. This feeling doesn't need to send you into panic or into danger because everything is okay. You're not on the stage. You're not seven years old anymore. You're an adult. Everything's all right. You don't have to mimic people. So what you're trying to do is, and this is just mindfulness in itself, is distancing the point between the trigger, which is that feeling and the, the action or the choice that you make, which for you is automatically not trusting yourself, doing what everyone else is doing, whatever it is, panicking, right? Uh, yeah. Exactly. So we're doing this work to create a pause and to create a new neural pathway in your brain so that when you feel uh-huh. this feeling next time, and you need to yeah. repeat this, you need to do this over and over and over again, yeah. okay? When you feel this feeling again, instead of you jumping into that behavior of abandoning yourself, not trusting yourself, panicking, feeling really overwhelmed, speaking down to yourself, instead of that happening, You'll sit there and you'll make a choice and you'll feel like you're at a crossroads again and you'll go, huh, who do I want driving the wheel right now? Right? Certainly not a seven-year-old. They're terrible guys. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's the goal and that's what why the somatic work is really important because the trigger is this. The trigger is that feeling in the chest. Yeah. Right? As soon as that happens, your body knows, oh, fuck, we're in danger. Something bad's about to happen. Panic. Panic. Do all the things. Do figure all the things. Out. Figure it out. Right? That's where the pressure comes in. So yeah. I want you to I want you to just do that exercise over and over and over again. Like I seriously mean at least once a day and don't make it long. You don't have to sit in bloody silence for 60 minutes. I literally just want you to do it like repeatedly throughout the day and yeah, just check just in with that, that feeling. Just check in and just and just say, hey, I'm safe. I'm okay. You know? Just as yeah. much okay. as you can. How does that sound? That sounds awesome. Like so good. Like I just I'm really looking forward to like having something to do in those moments where yes. everything starts to feel tight and I can't breathe. Yeah. And the main things here are, are that beautiful, that reassurance, right? That you're okay. 
you're safe. Nothing bad's going to happen. Because remember who's coming through there. It's your little seven-year-old. Seven-year-old self is coming through and they're so scared, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. But that's not, but I'm, I know more than them. <laughs> you do. And you're an adult now and you can support that part of you. Nina, that was so beautiful. What have you taken away? What have you learned from this session? And is there anything you want to share to anyone listening? Well, I think I think the biggest thing for me is that I just, like, I thought I knew what was going on. You know, I thought that it was this because this this was happening. I'd go into this mode and I wanted to, like, I felt like that was what was causing my anxiety and that's what had to be solved. But I feel like I can see a much bigger picture now. And, and interestingly enough, uncertainty isn't something that had consciously occurred to me. But now that we've been talking about it, I'm realizing how much that, has been influencing what I do because I am really scared of insecure and yeah. uncertainty is Hell terrifying. Yeah. It is. <laughs> but I had it's to scary. Yeah. yeah. And you're not going to try yeah, when I you're like uncertain. Yeah. yeah. And when you're uncertain, yeah. you ain't going to trust yourself. You know, you wouldn't yes. trust someone who was saying you're uncertain, right? Yeah. And so your yeah. job is to to support yourself in making that uncertainty a little bit less scary. Okay. And freaking watch what happens there. Watch what you uncover. And I was getting that real strong vision of that, of literally like at the bottom of the ocean, this big concrete box thing, like a really old safe. Like what, I want to know like yes. what's inside there, you know? So what's yeah. inside? And it's interesting and- you went to the bottom of the ocean because I've, I've got a real big fear of the ocean. Not like, in, like because, because I don't know what's down there. It's <laughs> oh, you can play with that vision. That might be a good one to do a little meditation on. That I is beautiful. Will, yeah. Amazing. All right. Well, thank you so much, Nina. Thank you. Um, you are good at what you do. This is awesome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> What an incredible episode that was with the amazing Nina. How beautiful was it to see her go through that journey of taking the idea of self-trust off of that pedestal? And what can so often happen in your self-development journey is that you come across this idea that you don't have something and that you need it. And that obsession, that obsession with gaining something and drawing your attention to what you don't have all the time can actually be really harmful. It was beautiful to see Nina here go deeper, go below the surface to really get to the root cause and what was sitting underneath, which was that she didn't feel good enough in herself. And her journey from here will be building belief and building self-worth, building the belief that she is a worthy, valuable human being who even when she makes mistakes, even when she fucks up, she still believes that. She still believes that she is worthy of love. She still believes that she is good enough. And from there, self-trust becomes almost irrelevant. It goes back to being what it needs to be, which is a muscle that you work over time and that you build. You build it to become stronger and stronger. But without that foundation of feeling worthy in herself and feeling like she is enough, even when bad things happen, even when things go to the ground, even when she makes a mistake, even when she betrays herself, she needs that. She needs that before she can really start building that self-trust muscle. It was such a pleasure to coach Nina in this topic today. She was so raw and open and vulnerable and honest about what it feels like, especially that voice that tells you that you are not enough, that you're not doing enough, that you're not being enough. If you really resonated with this episode, if you really felt connected to and felt similarity between what you're going through and what Nina has been going through, I really encourage you to take a second to think about how you feel about yourself when you don't achieve your goals, when you don't have the external things, the the validation outside of yourself, how do you actually feel about yourself? And that's such a hard question to sit with, but I so encourage you to take a moment to sit there go to the root, build that foundation and start building the belief 
in yourself. Start building that belief that you are enough just as you are. If you are looking for support on this journey, if you are like, I really want to do that, Kathleen, but I have no idea where the hell I'm going or how the hell to even start doing that, and you want support to unpack some of the things that have been going on for you, I have three one-on-one coaching spaces open in my signature 12-week program. These spaces are open in November to start and will be the last ones for the year. I'm also opening up January spaces, which is to start mid to end of January, and just a deposit is required to secure your spot. If you are thinking about this and you are like, "Mm, I'd really love to explore this, the next steps from here are to, one, head to my website. I will put the link in the show notes below and explore the one-on-one coaching page, read a bit about it, get a vibe, see what it's like. And then secondly, book in a free connection call with me. This is a free 30-minute chat where we will get to know each other. And inside of that call, our goal is to get to the root of what's really going on for you and what's stopping you from achieving the things that you want in your life. It's to give you some more clarity and for you to be able to get a real understanding of what it would be like to work together and what you could expect inside these calls and to make sure that the program is the right fit for you. I will put the link for that connection call in the show notes below. Thank you so much for listening. It would mean the world to me if you could please share this to your stories and tag me in it. I'm at Kathleen.MindsetCoach. This is the way that the podcast gets spread so much further and share it with someone that you know struggles with the idea of trusting themselves. Share it with someone that you know struggles with the idea of believing that they're doing enough, that they're being enough. And finally, if you would like to apply to be coached live on the podcast, I have an application form ready to go. It is linked in the show notes below. It is such an exciting and free opportunity for you to figure some things out, for you to gain some clarity and for you to experience a coaching session. I would love to have you and here's to more vulnerability. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you next time. Have the most beautiful day and remember that no matter what you do, what you achieve, no matter what goals you meet or don't meet, you are always enough. Here's to being boundless together and enjoy the day. I will see you next time.